0: psalms chapter number 40 this morning psalms chapter number 40 and it's exciting to be saved and to know that you're saved psalms chapter number 40 this morning uh, i'm going to bring a message that i know will be a help to us Um, i say pastor how do you know that because it's from the bible that's how i know that Uh, psalms chapter number 40 but i'm glad that i can open the word of god and it can tell me how to be saved uh, and I'm glad that uh, no matter uh, who it is in this day where we live in, somebody who's lost, they can open the scripture and the scripture can show them how to be saved. Uh, I'm glad of that. I'm glad that through the word of God, I knew how to be saved. Uh, but I'm glad that through, from the word of God, uh, I, I can learn about my God. Uh, I can know Him through the pages of Scripture. and If you want to know God in a greater way, know your Bible in a greater way, and you'll know your God in a greater way. Uh, I'm glad I can open the Word of God, and it can, it can remind me of how I can glorify Him, of how uh, I can live to serve Him and to use my life, my days, uh, to bring honor and glory to His name. Aren't you glad of that this morning? Uh, but I'm glad that I can also open the Word of God, and God cares enough about you and I, That through the scripture, he would give us what we need to just get through this life. I don't mean just get through it as we drudgingly get through it, but the answers to having victory in life. The answers to overcoming difficulty in life. uh, The answers to uh, just living life in a victorious manner. You as a child of God do not have to be defeated. And by the way, as a child of God, you should not live defeated. If you're defeated by something in your life this morning, you're not living in the will of God. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm facing. I'm not minimizing the obstacle of what you might be facing, but I'm just maximizing the God that we serve in the Scripture by which we should live. You say, Pastor, why are you saying all that? Because this morning I'm going to speak on a very practical subject, but it's a subject that we all need to hear as Christians. There's some things that we need to be reminded of this morning and so I trust that you'll follow along with me and uh, if you you feel led to make a few notes this morning and I want you to uh, I don't want to just bring this message and then us that that was that was nice pastor that's good to remember and us leave I wanted to bring this message and I want us to take the truths that are presented and hold to them and incorporate them in our life because if you don't need them today the day is going to come when you will need them These are things that we need to pass on to our children. These are things that we need to pass on to uh, others uh, that, that, that come along in our life. Psalm chapter number 40, I'll read the first eight verses this morning. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, many shall see it. And fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered." Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire, mine ears hast thou opened, burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come, and the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. We'll look at all eight verses this morning, but I want to draw your attention to verse number one for our text. I waited patiently for the Lord. We see in that phrase there, probably if you're honest this morning, with the average Christian, two words that we have an issue with. Waiting, that's bad enough. But waiting patiently? But David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. We'll be reminded this morning that he was not disappointed when he waited patiently. Patiently. Friends, something you and I need to be reminded of this morning in our life as a Christian, we are required to wait. And we should do so patiently. It's not a bad thing when we have to wait patiently on the Lord. I want us to look at the text this morning, but I want to speak on this subject, the benefits of patience. The benefits of patience. We're going to find that we have to wait on the Lord patiently, but there are benefits to waiting on the Lord. I'll pray in just a moment before I do, but let me remind all of us, whenever we get out of God's timetable, we make a mess. And it's important for us to be disciplined enough in our Christian life just to wait on Him And wait patiently. If you are waiting in your personal life this morning, you need to wait patiently on the Lord. Uh, Maybe in the big picture, we look at things that are going on in our world and say, when is God going? We need to just wait patiently on Him. And this morning, I want us to see the benefits of patience. Father, I pray this morning uh, that you'd help us as we look into your word. Already, our hearts have been blessed uh, by the singing this morning, by the fellowship But Father, I pray the preaching of the Word of God, may we give our attention to it. May we heed uh, your words this morning. May the Spirit of God encourage us, challenge us, comfort us, and yes, convict us this morning. And Father, I pray that there's one under the sound of my voice who's never been saved, never trusted Christ as their Savior. May today be their day of salvation. Father, may we uh, serve you in a greater way. May we uh, long to please you. May we wait patiently on you today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The word patiently can be defined as with calmness or composure, without discomfort or murmuring, without agitation, uneasiness or discomfort, without undue haste or eagerness, as to wait patiently for more formidable events. Now with that definition in mind we look at what david writes in this psalm i waited patiently for the lord now you and i we have probably said in our life and maybe you'd say this morning when i said the few comments before the prayer we need to wait patiently on the lord we we tend to say well i am waiting patiently i just wish things would hurry up but i am waiting patiently now, let's look at what we see in Scripture by the definition of the word patiently. Are you waiting with calmness and composure? Are you waiting on an answer? Are you waiting for circumstances to change? Are you waiting for a solution without murmuring, without agitation, or uneasiness? Well, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just agitated at life. Well, well are we waiting patiently? Are we, can we say we're waiting patiently on the Lord as, as we offer the prayers up? Or we put our, our trust in Him for His answer, for His deliverance? Are we, are, we, are we waiting patiently for more formidable events? Are we in a situation in our life where we want something from God right now? The psalmist says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Sometimes we have to wait on God because it's God's plan. It doesn't matter how upset you get about it. It doesn't matter how uh, uh, in much turmoil. doesn't matter how much you complain. God has a plan, and you and I need to understand that there are things that God knows about our circumstance, about our life, about our world, that you and I do not know. There are things that in His grace and His mercy that he orchestrates by his his divine will. And we need to submit ourselves to him in that regard. And we have a right to ask him uh, for for an answer, and we should petition the throne of heaven for God to move and for God to work. But we, we sincerely should pray, if thy will be done. I think sometimes we as Christians, we pray for our will to be done and not submit ourselves as we pray to His will to be done. And sometimes His will is that you wait and we can't change certain circumstances. But this morning, I don't want to convince you, it's not my my goal this morning to convince you that you have to wait. Life makes you wait. God makes you wait. You're not special this morning if there's a circumstance in your life where you're waiting on the Lord. You're just alive. Because that is true of all of us. But I want us to have some victory this morning. I want us to grow in our faith by waiting patiently on the Lord. Waiting with calmness. Waiting with composure. Waiting without murmuring. Uh, With waiting without agitation or uneasiness because we believe God is in complete control. It would be wonderful in the life of every child of God if what we say, when we say, oh, I believe in God, matched the patience that we actually waited on Him with. Now, Verse number one is our text, I waited patiently for the Lord. And David writes that as he waited patiently, he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Now, I want to point out a couple of things by way of introduction before we get into the outline this morning. Uh, David writes, he heard my cry. I want to remind you and I, God hears us. God knows what's going on in your life. He, he he heard David, he'll hear you. He inclined unto him. But I think sometimes we we fail to, to miss this aspect of, of, of what can be said here because all of that takes place in one verse. We think it should happen as quick as it takes us to read that one verse. I waited on the Lord and he answered just like, no, that's that doesn't mean patiently. Doesn't mean it's always going to happen that quickly. He, he waited patiently, and God inclined unto him. Now, I've reminded us this morning, I hope, at the importance of not just waiting, but waiting patiently. When we wait on God to answer, when we wait on God to move, when we wait on God to insert himself in our life and our circumstance, we should do so without murmuring. We should do so without complaining. We should do so without being agitated. We should do so without getting all worked up. Why? Because God is in control. I am just waiting on him in his timing, in his perfect will, to to do what it is that I need for him to do. And when we live that way, I want us to see this morning that there are some benefits. Well, I just had to complain about it. Well, that might have let off some steam. What did it do for you? We need to wait patiently on Him. And I'm here to tell you this morning that there's some great benefits to just waiting on God. Well, Pastor, I thought it would happen by now. Are you waiting patiently? Wait patiently. Let's see the benefits this morning. Let's look at verse number two. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out, of a miry, and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. The first benefit is stability. When you wait patiently on the Lord and the Lord answers, there's stability. See, when you get ahead of God, there's no stability. When you're wondering, did, did this move I make, did it, did it, was it the right decision? There's no stability. But when God answers, when God moves, when God intercedes, there is stability. Look at the Bible. He, he, David mentions where he brought him up and lets you and I be reminded, anything that isn't hell is a good thing. And we deserve as a sinner to burn forever in that horrible place called hell, but by the grace of God, by the love of God, by the mercy of God. We can say this morning, I have been redeemed. My sins have been forgiven. Let us not forget what God has delivered us from. Anything above that is just just the blessings of God. Let's be reminded where we came from and it'll make us appreciate the stability that he will insert in our life. Notice he said, and set my feet upon a rock. That rock's pretty stable. It's not shifting. It's not sinking. This morning, if you stand where God sets you, you're in in pretty stable shape. I'm very confident in the Word of God. Say, Pastor, look, the world, what is is stable in this world? Well, I know one thing that's stable in this world, this book's stable. Where God sets me is stable. And that's where you and I have got to be reminded there's a benefit to just waiting patiently on the Lord. Let God do His work, because when God does it, there's stability in it. When God sets you, there's stability in that. Notice what else that verse says. I set my feet upon a rock. I really like this part. And established my goings. He established my goings. There's some finality to what God does. You know why some Christians are so uncertain in their life? Because God hasn't established their goings. There's something you and I need to be reminded of this morning because we're all prone to it. And, and if you're living this way this morning, there's nothing more, li- nothing more miserable than living by your emotions. You're living by you trying to figure out what's going on in your life. If you'll just patiently wait on the Lord, God will do what you're getting all worked up trying to figure out how to do. He'll set you... On a, there's stability. You take the life of a Christian, and some of you could testify to this when you gave it to God and you said, I'm just going to wait on you to do it. I'm not going to try and take matters into my own hands. I'm not going to try and pick it for myself. I'm just going to, God, I'm just going to wait patiently on you, and I'm not even going to get agitated about it. I'm not even going to complain about it anymore. I'm not even going to get worked up about it. When you're ready, to do what you want to do, just let me know. I'm just going to go on with my day. I'm going to trust you. And when God does it, there's confidence in that. There is stability in the work in the hand of God. That's a benefit of patience. That's a benefit of waiting patiently on the Lord. But we go on. We see in number two this morning. In verse number 3, and he put a new song in my mouth. The second benefit is the song. He said he put a new song in my mouth. The Bible talks about us being a new, new man in Christ. We can certainly apply there's a new song once God does that work in our life. But I think also in context of this chapter, we can talk about, we go from a song of uncertainty to a song of certainty. A song of complaining to a song of praise. See, when God works in your life, when God establishes your goings, it is a natural tendency to sing a song of praise. See, we 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 tell the whole world where we are in our Christian life. If What is constantly coming out of our mouth is the complaining, the murmuring. It reveals our faith. It reveals how much confidence we really have in our God. But we just let God be God. We wait patiently on Him. He establishes our goings. He gives us stability. Well, I have a new song now. It's a song of praise. It's a song of, of of, of, just praising Him. And quite frankly, this morning, we as Christians, we don't praise God enough. We don't sing a, a song of praise. But when God intervenes and when God establishes your goings, sometimes as young couples, couples, you watch them struggle as they try and get their feet under them, and, and they're getting established in, in their life. And, and sometimes, like well, well, this hasn't happened in our life, and... This hasn't happened in our marriage, and I, I thought we'd be further along in this. You just wait patiently on the Lord, and then when God does it, you'll just have to st- sit back and say, look at what God has done in my life. You Young people, you single adults, well, well, I thought this would happen by now, and this would happen by now. You, you quit trying to make it happen and just wait patiently on the Lord and let God do His work, how He wants to do it, when He wants to do it, and you'll be on a lot more solid ground than those who don't wait on the Lord. And you know what a result of that will be? I've got a new song. Instead of a song of complaining and wondering, I have a song of praise. Look at what God has done. Look at how God has brought me out of the pit. Look at how He's established my goings. And when He puts a new song in your mouth, look what else verse number 3 says. Even praise unto our God, that is our new song. I wonder, it it is different when we're always complaining about what God hasn't done and we're praising what God has done. But then notice, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. It's not just a song of praise, it's a public song. Let's just be honest, most of us won't complain to everybody. Everybody. We do all of our murmuring because God hasn't done this or that, or I'm tired of waiting under our breath or in our mind. Or with somebody else who's murmuring as well. But when, this, when God does a work, and he gives me that new song, it's a song of praise, but it's public. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's anybody else like this in here this morning, but I'll say this. God's been good to this dude. God's been good to me. God has blessed me. Have you ever just got to the place in your life, I just got to go tell somebody how good God has been to me. God has established me. God has set me. There's stability. You you know your pastor pretty well now, and you know my one fault, patience. But I tell you, I, I was reflecting even this morning, I'm starting to learn a little bit about the benefits of patience with God. And if I could testify this morning, I don't think I'm near as impatient as I used to be because there's a benefit of just waiting on the Lord. And when you wait on the Lord and He establishes you, He establishes your goings, there's a new song and it's a public praise. And the result of that public praise, that others see it, They fear, and what do they do? They trust in the Lord. This is just an additional lesson that we can learn in this. We need to be reminded that our response to God, our faith in God, is going to be an example or a stumbling block to those around us. And if you are murmuring because... You're not waiting patiently. You're waiting because you have to. But waiting patiently, what are you saying about your God? What do other people see? When I wait and God works in His timing, He establishes me, gives me that stability. I have a song of praise, and it's a song that speaks to those around me and it lets them know that you can trust God. You can put faith in Him. So we've seen this morning a couple of benefits of patience. Let's see number three. We see in verse number four. Look at that verse word, first word. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. Another benefit of patience is surplus. You know, if you'll wait on God, He'll give you more than you thought He was going to give you anyway. He'll bless you in ways you weren't even anticipating being blessed. But if you don't wait on the Lord, you may or may not be able to work part of what you're trying to get, but you won't get the blessings of faith, the blessings of trusting, the blessings of obedience. May we be reminded this morning that faith is how we please God. But let us also be reminded this morning that if it's not a faith, it is sin. So if we're going to have faith in God, there's blessings that come from that. There's that surplus Now, this morning, do we believe the Bible or not? There's many of us who are going without in our life. We don't have the peace we could have. We don't have the joy we could have. We don't experience the blessings of God because we are not simply just obeying the Bible. We don't look into a psalm like Psalm 40 and see the example of I waited, not just waited because we have to wait, but waited patiently, without murmuring, without agitation, Peace with God delivering me, and there's blessings from that. So how many blessings? That's a good question. I think if we keep reading, we might get an answer to that. In verse 4, blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. And see, let me me tie this to verse number 1 before I continue reading. If you wait patiently, you're making the Lord your trust. If you don't wait patiently, the Lord is not your trust. You are. Can I help us this morning? If you're your trust instead of God, you will be frustrated. You will be disappointed. But the man who puts his trust in the Lord is never disappointed. He said, blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust... And respecteth not the proud, or such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done. Couldn't you testify with David Day? Many, many are the wonderful works which thou hast done. And thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. If we got one blessing at the hand of God, that would be something to rejoice in. That'd be something to shout about, that the God of all creation, the God who sits on his throne would think enough of me to give me a blessing? Think about that. God gives us a blessing, we're like, oh, I deserved it anyway. Which, of course, isn't true. But the thing that God would just give us a blessing. I'm not talking about a blessing. I'm talking about living blessed. I'm talking about blessed is that man. I'm talking many works, O oh Lord. I'm talking too many. Your thoughts toward us are so many that they cannot be numbered. We think about living at the hand of God and waiting patiently on him this morning, I don't know who needs to hear this because there are things in your life you're waiting on an answer this morning. you, you, you want some, something to take place, you want something to break through, or when is this going to happen in my life? When am I going to get an answer for this? You wait patiently because when you do, there's not a blessing, there's blessings. There's not a life that experiences a blessing. It is a blessed life. In those that just say, God, I'm not going to get worked up about it. I'm not going to get agitated about it. I'm not going to murmur and complain about it. I'm just going to trust you. That is a life of victory first of all. But there's a benefit to that. Surplus. I'm convinced we as Christians could have more than we have if we would just Follow the pattern in the Bible. This world we live in today is a perfect example of how many people live in fear. How many people live without peace? Pastor, don't you know what's going on? But as a child of God, I don't have to live in fear. Don't you know what's going on? As a child of God, I don't have to live without peace. Why is that? Because I've just decided that I'm just gonna, if I gotta wait on something, I'm just gonna wait patiently on him. I'm just gonna depend on him. And the a blessing in life is to have peace. Often we look at that word blessed and we think of material things, and certainly God will bless his children with material things. But there's more to being blessed than just by material things. And By the way, if you have a roof over your head, you've got food in your belly, you've got clothes on your back, God's been pretty good to you. So I don't know if I'm going to have it tomorrow. He said, Thy daily bread. He'll take care of you tomorrow as long as you're waiting patiently on Him. But we are blessed beyond just material things, we're blessed with comfort, we're blessed with joy. We're blessed with peace. We're blessed with confidence. We're blessed with courage. Because we wait on Him, there's a surplus. Or sometimes you ought to do a word study on that word bless and just make a checklist of all the things that the Bible tells us if we do, God will bless us. There's no excuse for a child of God not being blessed. No excuse. But we've got to be willing to trust Him. We look at number four. The fourth benefit this morning. We see in verse number six, sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened burnt offerings and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. Verse eight: I delight to do Thy will. Oh my God, yea, Thy law was within my heart. The Fourth benefit is surrender. When you truly get to a place in your life, when you say, "God, I'm going to take it out of my hands. I'm going to put it in Your hands. I'm. I've 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 got worked up for the last time over this. I've." murmured for the last time I've truly just going to let you worry about it I'm just going to be patient I'm, I'm going to be calm I'm going to keep my composure so Pastor we as Christians we don't lose our composure oh yeah we do what does that bring about in my life It's surrender. The average Christian has a problem with surrender. The reason why, perhaps this morning, you don't want to wait patiently is because what God wants might be different than what you want. And because you think your ways are equal to or higher than God's ways, then God should move to make you happy. God should work circumstances the way that you think they should be worked out. God should answer that prayer the way you want it answered. And because you're not surrendered, that's where impatience comes in. But if you will get to a place in your life where you say, I'm just going to be patient. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I've been worked up about it too much. I've murmured about it too much. I, I, I've been too anxious about it. God, I'm just going to let you have it. That's an act of surrender. And it's a great place to be as a child of God. The most miserable person in this room this morning is the Christian with an unsurrendered heart. It's misery to be a child of God and unsurrendered to the will of God. It's misery to be a child of God and not be surrendered to the Word of God. Oh, the greatest way I can admonish you this morning is to put it all in the hands of God, and and you don't have to lose all the sleep you're losing. You don't don't have to get yourself all worked up the way you get worked up. You You don't have to be agitated. You can live without having an answer and still be comforted. You can live without having a solution and still not murmuring and still have peace and still be blessed. And you can have all of those things by just waiting patiently and saying, God, you've got it. I'm going to let you do the work in your time. And it's a surrender. What was the result? David said, I have to do his will. He said, I delight. The joy that I'm going to get today is to do His will. Too many Christians get up and you wouldn't say this or maybe not even register it as, I hope I encounter something today to make me happy. What's the wife cooking today? Well, that ain't going to be it. Who, who am I going to see today? What do I have? Oh, I already know this is going to be a... Too many Christians, we laugh, but too many Christians live that way. Can you imagine getting to a place in our life and what we would call those external circumstances, nothing goes right in our day, but we get to the end of the day and say, like, oh, it was a great day. Had a dentist appointment this morning, a wife burnt in the middle later, I mean, hypothetically, not in my situation, but, you know, we, 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 you know, you know this person did this, and, and the world's losing their mind. But what a good day. How can you say that? Because today I did the will of my God. I obeyed His word. See, we're too distracted. We're too focused on things that God will take care of. When we should just be focused on doing His will. What is it that He has for me today? He has for me to be grateful and thankful. Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for the air I breathe. Thank you for the health that I do have. Thank you for the opportunities you have given me. Boy, this roof over my head may not be much, but I thank you for the roof that is over my head today. I can live to honor him with my actions, with my thoughts, with my words. I can do the will of God. I can speak to others about the love of God today. I can tell them that Jesus loves them. In this world with no peace, I can talk about the peace of God. I can do the will of God and delight in it. See, don't let the world, don't let the devil, don't let your own failures convince you That it's miserable to live a life of faith. That it's miserable to just wait on the Lord. That it's miserable to do the will of God. No, friend, it's a delight. It's my joy. It's what I'm most pleased about is I get to do the will of God. But you can't get there. Without first saying, I'm going to wait patiently. See, we miss this. We say, well, I have to wait patiently. God makes me. No, 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 no. We think we, because we have to wait, we're waiting patiently. That's not what the Bible is saying. We have to wait because that's life. But waiting patiently. Is waiting with the spirit of, I'm not getting worked up about this. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not going to murmur about it. I'm not even going to be eager. That's part of the definition without undue haste or even eagerness. So much trust in God. I'm just going to let God take care of it. Pastor, I just don't want to live that way. Nobody's flesh wants to live that way this morning. You and I, we want everything laid out for us as we want it laid out. That's our flesh. But we have to crucify our flesh this morning and say, God, I'm just going to wait patiently on you. What is the benefit of that? Stability. Stability. The most stable Christian life is the one who just says, I'm just, I'm living the day for whatever God brings my way. I'm trusting him to take care of me. I'm trusting him. If I do everything I'm supposed to do today, well, Pastor, you're not worried about the future. Uh, too many Christians are worried about the future, but they're not worried about the day. You know, what's gonna, you know what will have the greatest impact on your future today? What about tomorrow? You're not there yet. What about my financial future? Tithe today. Give an offering today. What what about, and we talk about our family and all the things that we should be concerned about, but we just do what we're supposed to do today and say, God, I'm going to wait patiently on you to do the work. There's stability. There's a song. Those around us who don't know the Lord, would they want to know him based on whether or not we, how much we praise him? God does allow us to go through valleys. There are valleys we go through that are orchestrated by God. There are burdens that we carry that are designed by our God for us to carry them. But that's not everything we got to talk about. Sometimes we only talk about our burdens. We only talk about, well, God's given me this burden. Pray I have the strength to, to carry it. That is a fake humility of wanting us to say, come on, you can do it. I'm not minimizing burdens. I'm not minimizing valleys. I'm just saying, why don't we praise God? We have a song in our mind. I'm just waiting on God to help me with that. I'm waiting on God to deliver that. And the song of praise, not just song, but surplus. Bless people who are those who wait on the Lord to move. Then that surrender of, I delight in doing the will of God. Now, if I do it, it's obedience. There's a difference in doing it and there's a difference in delighting in it. I don't want to live each day when I come to the conclusion of my day to look back on that day and say, first of all, I'll be able to say I did the will of God. But I want to be able to say I delighted in doing the will of God. Best part of my day was doing the will of God. Friend, let's wait patiently. You got an answer to a prayer that you need. You have a circumstance in life that you need God to move. Let's wait patiently. Because through that, there's some benefits. And I promise you the benefits outweigh the waiting that you and I have to do. Father, I pray this morning you'll...